0: Welcome, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to Church Talks with Pastor Mark, uh, where we focus on, this podcast is focused on the the healing uh, in the body of Christ, and uh, the healing of his people and the healing of the church. Uh, I want to thank everybody for their feedback from the first episode. It was really good. Um, I know it was a super sensitive subject and topic and very... Uh, difficult topics to touch on and to deal with, and I understand that. And somebody asked me why did I um, start with something so heavy, and my answer was, it was simple too. It was just people out here dying and not knowing the Lord, and people out here that know the Lord don't go to church no more, and we have to do something about it. We gotta, we gotta get better, and I think so many churches are making a stride for it. Um, you know, churches that I know, churches I've heard about, I'm sure people watching or listening, you guys, it's either your church or churches you know about that are making that stride to do better. Um, you know, we really lost a generation in the church and we're going to lose this new generation that's in high school, coming out of high school, that's in their 20s now and 30s now. You know, we, we, we got to keep fighting to do what we know is best. So as always, thank you for tuning in. If you uh, listening via your audio podcast app. Thank you, Please subscribe. If you are watching via YouTube, thank you. I appreciate it. Please subscribe. Well let's get into the topic as you can see in the title, uh, Can't we all just get along? No seriously. And I know that's one of the most corniest uh, statements, I think ever uh, used because it got used up so much in so many jokes is Can't we all just get along? Um, it came from something super serious. But it, it, it got wore out, but when you think about it, it's like, can't we get along? And seriously, like we need to get along and that's, that's super important. Um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said that Sunday morning was the most segregated time in the United States. And he was referring to churches because there were, are so many different denominations. There's so many different church groups And then within denominations, there's segregation at times. I belong to a church that had a, I belong to a church when I first uh, got saved and was, uh, you know, coming up and learning ministry like 17 years ago when I first went there, they had a black campus and a white campus. And so I think that, you know, and, and there were political things around it and there were certain things said it was a black campus and a white campus. And I could not wrap my head around that. A couple things I want to make sure I I, I say um, for anybody that's new that's listening. uh, This podcast is not to tear down, it's to build up. And I know sometimes we're going to have to have difficult situations, but my heart is to do the body good. It's not to hurt the body or cause the body any harm, but sometimes we have to have painful conversation to bring healing. Also, I spent 17 years working up to this point. I wanted to learn different denominations. I have friends and mentor, pastor, all different denominations um, so that I could understand, you know, where are we? Uh, I had a Muslim say something to me one time. Uh, I had a friend who had a Muslim say something to him. And then I had a Muslim say the same thing to me is that they can go to any mosque anywhere and they get treated the same. And church isn't like that. The body of Christ, churches that believe in Jesus Christ are not like that. We have such a only our denomination is going to heaven type of mindset. I also want to say the caveat. I'm not saying this is 100 percent everywhere, but anybody listening that's had any interaction with church knows it exists. There are churches who believe they're the only one going to heaven. They're the only one doing it right. And they're the only one going to heaven. And to me that is so challenging and also so frustrating because Christ spent so much time trying to be um, the connection for all people, whether you were rich, poor, homeless, woman, man, sinner, nonsense, like he tried to be the centerpiece for all people and now the church that was The church that was and is in his name are not trying to be loving to each other. And, quick example there are some churches where women can't wear pants, they have to wear dresses, right? Do I agree with that? No, but am I gonna fight and argue and dislike and talk about uh, the pastor and the people in that church because they do? No, that if they are okay with that, if they're okay with that tradition, I don't agree with it. But if you're OK with that tradition and they go there, then so be it. I would rather talk about the many things that we do agree on and the many things that we can come together and push Christ along. But I have seen some of the most. And I know there are pastors who make cringe, church folks who make cringe saying you you're showing too much or speaking about too much from, you know, about the behind the scenes. And look, man, we are in a day and age where people can see through so much anyway. And I've seen I've seen people almost come to blows and I've seen people have to get separated because they're arguing a point like that over tradition. Now, yes, there are some very deep theological issues that people have differences on. I respect it and I understand it. I understand that there are a lot of churches are split in these areas. How Jesus is going to come back. How are you baptized? And how you speak in tongues, and those three have just just drove a wedge. And I never understood the debate and the arguing, because if a person feels like their point is right, so say somebody says you should just sprinkle, you shouldn't dip the whole person in the water, you should just sprinkle. If somebody says that, I I don't we don't need to fight over and fight and, and fall out and argue and have debates and dislike and talk down about this church. They not really say, like, we go too far. Like, look, we disagree about that. And I am not, I, I wanna focus on the things that can bring us together. And then maybe through the love and the togetherness, we start to see things and maybe one person comes to another person's side, or they say, you know what, I understand why you see it that way. You know, we're not perfect. The Bible is not, the Bible has to be rightly divided, led by the Holy Spirit. That's not an easy thing to happen. So I'm just really, you know, I, I really uh, appreciate everybody that's going to support this podcast. Because I I can't wait to have pastors on here. Um, I'm going to have my pastor. I got pastor friends I want to have on here. Um, so you can get conversation and, and understand how urgent this is for so many of us. Um, in Matthew 7, uh, 21 and 23, and there are going to be times here where we talk strictly about the word, you know, I just wanted to dig into, you know, the heart of bringing us together. So Matthew seven twenty one to 23 says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father. And this is the part that every leader in every church needs to understand that this scripture is possible for their life. Many leaders in the church will say, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We casted out demons in your name. We healed in your name. We did wonders in your name. And the Lord says, I'll declare I don't know you. And Jesus ministry drove that point home so strong. You remember when they were saying, well, you know, they were talking about adultery and they were judging people that were in adultery and Jesus was like, well, I tell you what, that's that's how Moses wrote it, I tell you this, if you even think about sleeping with somebody's wife, you already commit adultery to God. Now, you hear debates and arguments and I'm completely understanding that there are different consequences for sins. But God was trying to, Jesus was trying to drive home He judges the heart and sin is sin. You know, if I cheat on my wife, it counseling, divorce, shame, public shame, embarrassment, uh, hurt her. And then if a man doesn't cheat on his wife, but he goes to work every day and looks at a coworker and wants to sleep with her. In God's eyes, both of those are adultery. They have different earthly consequences, but they're both adultery. The. People need to start cleaning their heart. You know, one of the arguments I hear all the time when I challenge um, us as leadership, you know, about sin and trying to love people more than we judge people. I hear the same thing is, no, our call is to judge. I don't have a problem with judging sin. My issue is the church judges everybody else's sin. Leaders judge Christians. A lot of Christians judge everybody else's sin. If you judge your sin and love other people, that is the ingredient that we saw with Christ. He didn't have sin, but he judged the disciples in. he judged the Pharisees and then he loved the people that were lost. We should judge our sin. We know better. You know, it's people out there that just don't know. We know better. And the example we set in is, you wrong. That's an abomination. But my sin, it's a struggle. Man, everybody know they didn't heard that a person is heavy-handed at somebody else's sin and light-handed at their sin. So the church is filtered, right? And nowadays, it's got, you know, so many people know so much behind the scenes. It's because you had generations who would never talk about what was going on. And then you had a whole generation who are currently now in their 60s who were really shunned by the church who now are very open and honest about church hurt and church abuse and uh, not being able to get along with each other in the church and other denominations and how important it is uh, to expose those things. But the church used to have the filter, you know, how social media and Instagram has a filter and You could see somebody on that and you'd be like, oh, okay. They look like this, their hair is this color, their eyes are that color, skin look like this. Okay, and then you see them in person, it's like, okay, that's not your hair color. I don't don't know whose eyes those are and what's going on. And it's a filter. And the church is the same way. We filter for Sunday morning. We filter when we put the bumper sticker on the back of the car. It's a filter when we got our screensavers at work, Jesus loves. And then can't stop gossiping around talking about people. We got to just un, we gotta take the filters off. And that's what another thing that this podcast is going to push to do is take the filter off. Let's get down to some real conversation. Now, there are my pastor, his pastor. There are a ton of pastors in Cleveland where I live that are coming together and having these conversations. Uh, my pastor is part of something with his pastor. Um, on Facebook where pastors all dial in and and they have good conversation and this is needed especially in this day and age so the reason that I push so hard for the church to get to a healthier place is where people supposed to go do you know how many people I've talked to saying man you know I felt lost I know that God is there I'm trying to know him but every time I go to church I get treated like this or treated like that like where are they supposed to go We have to be healthy. It's not even an option anymore. We have to be healthy Monday through Saturday and we got to be healthy Sunday morning and whatever Bible study week and however many ministries you got during the week. Or if you got church twice on Sunday, we have to be healthy everywhere. It is vital. You know, like I said, me not growing up in church, you know, my wife, she grew up in church, me not growing up in church. I was lost, lost. Like I didn't believe there was a Jesus. I didn't believe in the Bible. I didn't. I knew there was a God because my father taught me how to pray. So I knew there was a God, but I just, I, I was so frustrated And the times I would think I would talk to church people, especially back then. We're talking like 30 years ago, man, it was so much judgment, man. I went to, I, I want to share this story. I, I went to church and I had been in church for like a year or two and I had baggy clothes. I got tattoos. And uh, a leader in that church, an elder in that church pulled me aside. This was after, you know, the church leadership had said I had a pastoral calling. Um, I had started my ministerial track. So I was running. Right. But I still looked a certain way. They literally pulled me to the side and said, this ain't for you. You you need to find another call. Maybe you can be an usher. Based off of how I look. Not the fact, not if I knew the word, didn't know the word. Not if I could teach the word or not teach the word. Not if my character was strong. Did I, did I have the character? Nothing. It was based off of how I looked. They did not agree with my look, so therefore it canceled my call. And if I didn't have a good mentor at that time, it would, I would have left church and never turned back. And I can't imagine how many people are like that. It mm, breaks my heart. And I, and I saw elders and ushers hurt people. I saw a guy come in, he had, you know, really long hair, he had a big old fro and the church I was part of, it was older, but it had young people in it. It was in no way should have been, it shouldn't have existed like this, but they literally walked up to this man in a Bible study who was emotional. He, I had talked to him. He just, he said, man, look, I just, I, I need to find God. I need, I need to find the love of God. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. It's wonderful. person came to him and said, if you don't cut your hair, you can't come back. Men shouldn't wear their hair like that. I never saw him again in life. Because I only had met him the one time and heard his conversation, didn't have a chance to exchange numbers. I never saw him again. And I don't know what happened to him. And it breaks my heart. So I want to get to something. Sick people go to the hospital, right? And... They go to the hospital to get treatment. If the hospital isn't going to treat them, there's no reason to go. Now, I think the church does a good job of when people come, they put on the face and they treat people great. And to a person becomes a regular and they get comfortable and then you see the shift and you realize these churches are not together. You know, this church in itself isn't together they can't even get along and they part of the same body. Can you ima- I, can't, I can't even imagine how God feels looking down and every Sunday. It's a, look, I have no issue with the fact that different churches and different denominations exist. I understand in the Bible, Peter went and established a church. Paul went, they weren't the same. I, and they didn't get along about a lot of stuff. I understand that. It's the not being able to support each other, not being able to get along. And now that mindset has infiltrated A single body like a church itself has fighting and infighting and cliques and gossip. How is that possible in the body of Christ? We spend so much time judging other people's sin and we carry on in such a non-loving, sinful way inside the church. And then when people come in and they see that and they don't come back, we're shocked. And then we want to put them in hell because they didn't come back. Sorry if sometimes I'm very passionate. It's just I was I was church abused and I'm so thankful that I had people around me who could mend me and heal me and I could hear God speak to me, you know, and or else I would be lost again. I would have ran from church. So back to the hospital. Imagine if you went to the hospital for a broken arm. And you get there and they put in a cast on your arm and they say, you know, hang out for a minute. We want to make sure, you know, we want to take some x-rays. We want to make sure that we're sending you home and it's OK. And then a doctor and a nurse come in and they break your leg. Is that person ever going to go back to the hospital? No. First of all, they'll be scared to ever go to another hospital, period. Because they went in with one injury. They went in with one issue. And while in there being treated for that issue, they were mistreated and had another issue put upon them. One, they would be scared. They wouldn't want to go to any other church period, let alone ever go back to that church. I mean, that hospital, you can see the analogy, right? If a person goes to church for a struggle, a sin, a, a hard time, and they, they dare to get love and to get mended and get put back together and get mentored, and then you hurt them in another area, why? it's so hard to even go back to a church period because you're going to believe. That's why we have so many church bouncers. That's why people are moving around. Yes, some people move around because they have trouble submitting to their leadership. That's true. But some people move around because they just cannot take continually to get hurt. So it is safe to go from church to church or never become an actual member of the body, which then robs the body of its gifts, uh, its purpose. Like it's so heartbreaking when you break it all down into details, but it's understandable. So imagine if you went to that hospital and they broke your, you went with a broken arm and they broke your leg. And then they never apologized for it. And that's the thing that I want to end this on is I want anybody who knows they've been a part of separating the body of Christ from denomination to denomination, talking about a pastor or your neighbor because they go to a different denomination or anybody that's part of or has experienced the separation in their own body, their own church home we can now go and start the conversation that we need to fix this and we do not need to not be able to get along. We serve the greatest God, the one who loves, who brings together, who heals, who mends and us not getting along is such a poor witness. But what's even more damaging is the abuse that the, the, the babies in Christ have to see and the mistreatment that people have to go through. And there is an accountability for people that we hurt. And it is necessary to make reciprocity, reconciliation. It is necessary to have a give back, a correction, an apology. Oh Man, it breaks my heart. It is so important for the church in this season to realize that the world is getting dark according to this Bible that we read, that we believe the book of revelation says the world will continue to get dark and a lot of bad things are going to happen. And the church cannot stop the prophecy, but the church can be the light in the midst of the prophecy. It is time for not just churches, Other denominations. Our lights gotta be on. If I see that denomination is struggling in the area, let me help. So what you 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 can't turn left in the parking lot or tip your hat to the right. I'm using some, you know, unfamiliar analogy so nobody gets offended. So what if that's you know, some tradition you have, I can still have conversations with you. Different different nationality, different state. Different denomination, we can still have conversations in love and people can see that. They say kids that grow up in a household where there's a lot of fighting, they either become fighters themselves or they become uh, people who are afraid of the relationship. Church is the same way. If people see us fighting and people see us going back and forth and not getting along, even though we serve the same God, read the same uh, laws and commandments, if people see that they are either going to do one or two things, they are either going to run from that type of relationship or they are going to become that. And we just keep regenerating that in the church. As always, I want to close with that. And I just want to say, you know, Lord, I thank you for the platform. I thank you for everyone that's listening. I ask that you touch all of us. This is not the time to go out and point the fingers about everybody that needs to do this. This is the time for us to point inward and say, we can make a difference. We can spark conversations. We can stop certain things. And I pray that's what we can do. As always, you can connect with the brand, oneman3podcast.com, any social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, the at username, one man, the number three podcast. Thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe. And if you didn't catch any of that, you don't want to go to those links. Just, you don't want to, you know, try to remember what I said. Just go to the links in the description, whether your podcast app or on YouTube. Um, New episodes for church talks every Tuesday and every Friday. Uh, I'm so honored and blessed to be able to have your ear in time. And I don't take it for granted. So, until the next episode, be loving be about reconciliation, and be blessed. Peace.